One thing that I do warn creators against doing is don't solve a relevant problem for you. Solve a relevant problem for your audience. And I think one creator that maybe got this slightly wrong was the Sway House. Back in 2020, there was a, a trend of a creator content houses popping up where high growth TikTok content creators were coming together to live in a house together, oftentimes in LA, and they would essentially feed off of each other's growth, right? What product did they launch? So they ended up launching a product called Any Energy. It was a canned energy product, think like a Red Bull. And the reason they launched it was because in their videos, these were young, good-looking guys. They would take their shirts off and they would shotgun an energy drink before going and doing their workout. So an energy drink was super relevant to them, but who their audience was a lot of middle school, high school, and college-aged girls, right? Who were saying, hey, these guys look good and they are confident and they dance moves. And so these energy drinks aren't really as applicable to a 13, 14-year-old girl. It's more so relevant to them. So the product yeah. lasted for about 18 months, I think maybe two years. They got a little bit of regional distribution, but they haven't posted on their socials in, I think, about a year now. So the brand's kind of gone defunct. And so this is what I really hope to warn creators about is I don't want you to waste your time. I don't want you to waste your money. I know a project that's just going to end up sizzling out after a year or two. But really think hard about who is my audience? Because if they were thinking hard about middle school, high school aged girls, then I think this product would have looked completely different. And they had a great opportunity. We're going to cut this clip up and it's just going to be like, if you're thinking hard about middle school girls. <laughs> I hope someone doesn't clip that. Your friends that are these influencers, just say they have 100,000 subscribers and they want to make a million dollars in the next 24 months, let's say. We know there's a bunch of different ways of making money as a creator. What do you think is like the best way or the easiest way creator to go out and make a million dollars in 24 months? I always recommend, and for all entrepreneurs as well, right? You got to start off with what's the problem to solve. You don't want to start off with a solution, but you want to start off with a problem. So it usually helps to just take a step back and think about who is your audience and why are they coming to you? I explain to creators that there's a variety of different ways that they can earn revenue, right? There is the physical realm. They can sell merch and they can sell products and they can do meet and greets. There's also the digital realm. They can do AdSense and brand sponsorships and Patreon. And then there's also the media and commerce dissection as well, right? So do you want to lean heavier into media opportunities and sell ads, or do you want to sell directly to your consumers? Where I believe the opportunity starts to get really interesting is when you start dealing with commerce directly with your audience. Because then those hundreds of thousands of followers aren't just worth a couple of pennies of AdSense, a couple of pennies of brand deals. They could be worth a $20 t-shirt. They could be worth $100 digital course subscription. And that really starts to move the needle for a lot of creators. So going back to starting off with a solution, I would really recommend a lot of these creators to understand who are their audience members? Demographics, psychographics, right? What are their pain points? What are their tensions? And to dive deep into understanding why is it that these audience members show up and talk to them. This is, these are the services that I provide to a lot of creators is we'll do some design thinking exercises, analyze their comments. We'll read their comments. Their comments usually oftentimes have a lot of answers in them. We'll do a little bit of qualitative or quantitative research, reach out to our most engaged audience members and talk to them a little bit more about what they would like to see from the creator. And what we start trying to find and identify is pain points and little tension. So for example, if I'm a cooking creator, maybe I start to realize that a lot of my audience members are people who are trying to cook for the first time ever, and they're building out their kitchen repertoire. And we might stumble upon the fact that all of them are saying, I know I need an eight inch chef's knife, but I don't know what the best beginner's eight inch chef knife is. And the creator is uniquely advantaged to solve this because 
every major brand is sending them their chef's knives. They've used all these chef's knives. They understand who their audience is and they know how to piece together the best handle and the best blade and the best sharpener to create a great experience for their audiences. Engine with Babish did something very similar to that. It's all about starting off with what's the problem to solve. Maybe the problem is I don't know what my, what equipment to get in my gym. Maybe the problem is I'm a fitness creator and a lot of my audience members are dealing with knee pain. How can I help create a course to solve their knee pain? But start off with solving a relevant problem or a relevant tension for your audience. So let's say I am like a food YouTuber. Yeah. I did want to launch a knife where, like, where does one even start? So I think there's generally three paths toward taking a step into commerce. And if you really think about it from an entrepreneurial perspective, I think you want to start off with the lowest risk option first and then validate and move your way up the ladder to higher risk. So the first level is probably just reaching out to knife companies and doing brand deals. Challenge them, push them to understand what the analytics were on your campaigns. Were you actually selling product? How were you comparing and stacking up against other cooking creators? And that'll help just give you some quick validation on, hey, great, I get views, but are these actually views of folks that are willing to buy this particular product? Great. We had a successful brand deal. Now let's move on to the next level, which might look like a co-create or a licensing deal with maybe a challenger brand, maybe an up-and-coming knife brand that already has an existing manufacturer and a website and fulfillment and customer service. And you can say, hey, I want to launch a limited edition Zawar knife. Just a one-time drop. We're just doing one production run. That's it. But I want to create a knife that I like in partnership with you. The brand wins because the creator brings new customers to their brand that sign up for email subscriptions and try out their product. And also you win because you get a portion of royalties or profit sharing off of the, off the launch. And it helps you further validate that you have the launch. Let's say that goes really well. If you have the capacity and you have the team to go do it, the next step would be to say, hey, like maybe I want to go ahead and launch this myself. So that could look like you hiring an operator who has existing experience in the small kitchen appliance space or someone that understands that category or that niche. We can also go to partner platforms like Pietra. There's different levels of complexity that come here, but uh, that's, those are those three steps that I would say. And oftentimes creators come to me looking for the third step. And I say, let's de-risk this, right? Let's maybe think about how we can ease our way into this and validate the market before we end up launching a product. And 18 months later, it just sizzles out and we're trying to get rid of inventory.